Good afternoon, everyone. This is Alicia Holliday with the Organization of Nature Evolutionaries, and I'd like to extend a really warm welcome to you today um, as we enter into our teleseminar today and our series, Becoming a Nature Evolutionary, where each month we host leading nature evolutionary and sharing their experiences and wisdom in holding deep relationship with nature. Uh, today we're so privileged in this seminar to have Kate Gilday with us. And um, the title of our seminar today is Invited into Intimacy, the Spirit and Essence of Trees. And this is the sixth part of our Tree of Life series. And with all of our teleseminars, um, today's presentation is going to be recorded and will be available later on our website. And our website address is www.natureevolutionaries.com. And um, I'm going to introduce Kate, and then she's really going to take it away for us and take us off into the forest. Um, but at the end, there's going to be a moment where we can have questions and answers. And when we arrive to that moment, I'm going to give you instructions on how to raise your hand if you want to ask Kate um, a question. Um, but let me introduce our, uh, our beautiful presenter today, Kate. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Kate Gilday has been a clinical herbalist, flower essence creator, and practitioner, an Ayurvedic lifestyle consultant and teacher for over 20 years. She's a creative medicine maker. She's the founder of Woodland Essence, a forest botanicals and flower essence company. And for many years, Kate was a member of a collaborative healing, a group of local practitioners who address healthcare um, through a unique integrative network where they educated community community members, and combined conventional medicine with complementary care. Uh, Kate is well-loved and well-known for the clarity and clinical relevance that she brings from decades of experience with teaching and healing. She brings today um, into this conversation her love of wild places, song and healing, and Kate presents workshops around the Northeast. And, um, and Kate, it says here on my little cheat sheet that you might be starting to write, your, write a book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, finally, yes, this book that forever has wanted to be written, and uh, the trees have, are really speaking loudly. So I've taken time away from my practice now, and um, okay. and I'm starting to write this book. Yes, <laughs> so it's That's not just a myth; beautiful. it's actually real. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, oh. So I just want to say two things before we really start to get started. And one is that I am helping to host this from the Pacific Northwest right now, where it's super windy. So when Kate and I were getting ready, we actually got cut off. Um, so if in our compassionate community here. Um, if you hear Kate and I go away, please stay on the line and we'll come back. It's just the wild winds blowing through. Um, and then also, I just want to express to you, uh, Kate, our, our deep gratitude, deep gratitude from the Organization of Nature Evolutionaries today for all that you're mm -hmm. um, going to be bringing to us and this journey that we've had with the uh, uh, Trees of Life teleseminars has been really deep and profound and um, really we have received so many blessings from the trees that, that having you with us today, taking us deeper and more intimately into relationship with trees feels like a continuation of that blessing. So thank you so much, mm. Kate. Oh, you're so welcome. And I just want to thank you for the opportunity to speak for the trees um, they, ha they do have uh, lots to say and lots to share, and I'm sure that most people that are listening today have already in some way reached out or mm -hmm. been touched by a tree in their lives. And so this is for all of you here today. Thank you so much for showing up and for future listeners as well. And what I'm going to do today, 
um, is as I look out my window at these beautiful spruce and balsam firs and pines that grow in my yard here in the Adirondacks. They're covered with snow. There's a light snow falling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to picture us being all together, um, friends, old and new, as we journey together a little more deeply into the nature of trees. So thank mm-hmm. you, Alicia. Thank you, Jen. Thank you for everyone in the organization of Nature Evolutionaries and, and including the other speakers you've had whose words are incredibly yeah. inspiring, full of possibility, and really, most importantly, hope. I feel like the mm-hmm. hope that's being offered is just a bomb to all of our hearts and spirits right now. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Kate. Okay. So, um, I'm going to go ahead. Take it away, Kate. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Um, hi, everybody. Okay. Thanks again, folks, for showing up. Um, there's a few other thanks that I want to give in this moment, and there's a special shout-out to an um, organization called treesisters.org. If you don't know about them, please try to find them if you're on the web, on the uh, Internet uh, Claire Dubois of the TreeSisters.org has done a tremendous job similar to the organization of one. And she's also hosting a Billion Trees campaign, so helping not just a million trees be planted, but a billion trees. So I'm grateful to her and to that organization. There's so many organizations right now. Um, there's many who are speaking for the trees. There are many who are working to bring awareness of the present challenges the trees face all around the world. Uh, the decline in the health and welfare of our global forests. And I give great thanks to every individual who is stepping forward in that very important work. I feel like if we are to go on, if life is to go on, it's really through the trees. The trees are here now, and the trees can save us. They can save this um, this global situation. They can save each of us in many different ways on all levels, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional. They're really there for us in all the ways that we need. I feel like when we enter into the forest, we enter into the arms of the divine, really the spirit that moves through all beings and through all places has a very special way of um, showing itself in the forest. So in that, I think of going into the woodlands is really going to church, going into a cathedral, going into a sacred grove, and what creates sacred? What does that mean? It's, it's what we perceive as human beings when we step into something that feels so true to our own natures, so ancient, so ancient that we sort of know and recognize it in our bones, even if we don't have words for it in the present moment. This awareness of the trees themselves is so important not only for our health but also to the health and stability and the continuation of life everywhere around the world. So getting to know these trees and these healthy forest communities is exciting. It wakes us up. It excites us. It reminds us of the incredible beauty and wonder all around us. It feeds our natural curiosity and our sense of adventure. It's marvelous to go sort of walking down a trail that maybe you have not walked before and to just feel the trees on both sides, to feel their presence and their welcome. Oftentimes if I'm beginning a trail after getting out of my car and closing that door and getting my backpack on and stepping just inside the, um, the forest where I'll be walking, I'll stop in one moment and just sort of connect with the spirit of that place. Because the same way that I believe that each of the tall, wondrous trees that grows in a forest community has an actual sentient consciousness, I feel as though the land also, there is a spirit to the land that I'm stepping into. And to honor that by just a moment of grace, a moment of stopping and asking permission to step onto the trail. And each time that I remember to do that, there seems to be of feeling not only of acceptance, but of invitation. And when there's that invitation, I feel so much easier and more comfortable stepping on the trail and maybe not necessarily expecting anything in particular, but knowing that I am stepping into another aspect 
of spirit <clears throat> that my spirit recognizes. Excuse me. Uh, let's see where am I um, in that oh just the beauty and wonder and our sense of adventure so it's like stepping into a new adventure each time I step on a new trail and I'll be honest with you I am not a person who is necessarily on her own totally comfortable being off the trail although that's where the magic really does happen I'm fortunate enough to live with my partner who is a woodsman of many, many years. And when we travel together and step onto the trail together, we mostly step off the trail together. And I trust that at some point I'll come back to the trail with him. On my own, maybe not so much. So just to be really honest about that. But there is something beautiful about stepping off the trail and feeling comfortable there. There's so much that's happening within the framework of the forest that's not present right on the trail. But there's enough that is on the trail that brings you to a place that feels maybe more at peace or calls you in some way. Um, Let's see. I also feel as though when we are connecting with the trees, we can, in our attention and in our curiosity, we can find within us a desire for more for more experience with the trees in the woodlands, recognizing it as a woodland community and recognizing that there's a place within that for us to learn about creation and also for us to learn about creating in some way. So I just want to say a little bit about myself before I continue on here. Um, I'm very fortunate to live in upstate New York. I live in the southwest corner of the Adirondack Park. And Adirondack means bark eater. And bark eaters were people who depended upon the trees for their sustenance, the native peoples of this land of so many hundreds and thousands of years ago, who depended upon the forest for their lives, for the food, for their clothing, for their shelter. This is some of us still do today, but also for their medicine and for their food. And again, you know, those sources are still standing. It's for us to learn more about them. So the Adirondack Park is about the size of the state of Vermont. There are high mountains, but I live in the lowlands. I live in the wetland areas in what's known as the southern part of the northern boreal forest. And my neighbors, many of you may have the same neighbors, are deer and bear and coyote and bobcat, partridge, and lately snowshoe hares. They're beautiful ones that are jumping around. Uh, I moved here about 23 years ago. I had lived in Western Massachusetts up till then um, for my, most of my young adult life. And there I had a human community. And what happened when I moved here to the Adirondacks, which I didn't realize until much later after being here, was I moved into a forest community. And again, not realizing it for a long while, but over time, recognized now that we, my family, were invited into a relationship with the trees here. And so it's the woodlands of the Northeast, the ones that I have spent my life exploring and hiking through, living in, um, gathering from, um, visiting in different ways and places, and really learning from. And so these trees that I have really come to know intimately, and these uh, come from this place of sharing. Many of you are from different parts of the, of the um, North America or maybe the globe. I don't really know who's called in today. But you will have your own forest community where you live, which will be different. And though I speak about specific trees occasionally, I'm also honoring all trees, all places around the globe. And my hope today is that what I might share about my own experience in relationship with the trees can basically just be simply a guide, a reminder of your relationship with the trees and the wild places that are near you, the places and the trees that you recognize already and want to know more deeply. I really feel like the trees are calling all of us, that the call is really out for each and every one of us, and that each of us, we all, are invited into intimacy. So what do you think of when you hear the word intimacy? Is it a closeness or a familiarity? 
perhaps a shared con- experience with someone or someplace. Often I think of it as a connection, a sense of belonging. And when you feel that sense of belonging with a natural place, I feel as though our spirits are deeply fed within that connection. I also feel like intimacy really means a, it's a sort of trusting, a trusting to open yourself, to open yourself to another and a feeling of safety. And the trees really have an unconditional capacity for their own beingness. We can call it nurturing, we can call it love, we can call it caring, but I feel like all of that and more is deeply held in the presence of each tree, especially the trees that are older and wiser and carry more history in their very fabric of their being. Um, Also in intimacy, I would feel like it's a sharing kind of of your secret self. I mean, parts of yourself that you don't share widely or with many people, you can share with trees. They can take our tears. They can take our grief, our longings, our hopes, our dreams. And somehow in the presence of the trees, we can weave something anew. And when we move from the forest back out into the world, we come different, we come more whole, become more connected. So intimacy, you know it with people, a beloved, with a child, parent, dear friend, partner, pet. But is this really something we can experience with the trees and the forest community, nature, and creation? I say a resounding yes. And what we're looking for in intimacy is we're looking for connection. And when we connect, when we're looking for connection with something, one of the first things we have to do is take that first step forward. And throughout my rest of my talk today, I'm going to be doing a few songs. And these are songs that sort of come through me now and again. And this seems like a good moment for a song um, in terms of showing up. So this is about showing up and really being in that place of being ready to make that deeper connection. Here we go. All right. Dance, sisters, dance. Dance into this life. Open your hearts, your hands, and your minds. Dance into this life. Oh, spirit rises and spirit calls. Picks us up every time we fall. We are the hope. We are the light. We are the ones stepped into this life. We are the hope. We are the light. We are the ones stepped into this life. So that's what I think the trees are really asking us, what nature is asking us to do. I speak of the trees, and as I speak of the trees, I'm also speaking of nature as a whole, because trees do not live isolated one at a time. They really are in community with one another. And not just one another as trees and shrubs and forest floor flowers, but in relationship with the insects and with the birds and with the animals. And they're in relationship with the fungi and the bacteria, the things that are visible and the things that are invisible. So we're going to start moving here a little more deeply. And I'm going to help us, help each of us to remember or to recognize the natural connection that we have with the trees, and with nature. And through all of this, to remember that this is a practice. This is something that we do once, and then we do it again and again. It's like an intimacy that we share with a person or um, another that we feed, we nurture with presence. So it's the practice of presence, of showing up again and again. It's about showing up, It's about being present. It's about paying attention. And through all of this, it's really about taking and making the time as any important relationship we have and want to nurture. We make the time. We take the time to be present. 
and we care enough to make that happen. So it's that deep caring that comes from our heart. It's letting go of the shoulds for a while. You know, I should do this, I should do that. What is your heart really calling for you? What is nature through your heart calling you for? And I also feel like in this being present and paying attention and showing up, there's also a piece about allowing our imaginations to guide us into how to move forward, how to begin, and then how to continue. It's that openness up, it's our opening to curiosity. It's our opening our imaginations. It's opening our intuitions and to trust, to trust the intelligence and the sureness and the heart that is felt there. So these are small but important steps in cultivating intimacy and connection. But as we make this an active practice, what's happening is that we're calling up a remembering by remembering that this is how it has always, always been, that we actually evolved with the trees. We as human beings, over time, over, what are we talking about now, a million trees? I mean, I mean a million years that we humans have been here and maybe perhaps more, but we've evolved with these trees. The evergreens came first millions and millions of years ago, and later the other trees have come in and those who have catkins as their flowering, which are the aspens and other um, willows, um, birches, and then the flowers that come into fruit came even later. And as those steps happened along the millennium, we as human beings also continue to evolve till at present, The youngest trees are the trees that flower and fruit, and those are the trees that we most depend upon for food and nourishment. But it is that remembering of what has always been. It has been about that evolution. The trees for all time have have stood as witnesses to both time and place. And even some of the trees we still have now, there is old growth here in the Adirondack Park. There's old growth in Western Massachusetts that I've stepped into. I'm not saying that this is a virgin forest, but these are trees that have stood for five, six, seven hundred years or more. They may be tall. Some of them are quite large, but some of them, because of the conditions in which they've been growing, are not necessarily the tallest ones, but they are the ones that maybe are gnarly and tight, but they still, if, if truth be told, when they are living in an area of the forest that was very difficult for loggers to get to, very difficult for them to wield their axes or to pull these trees out. They were left standing. So it's these elders that have stood through the clearings over time that really hold just the most important and what I would consider genetic code, information, DNA, understanding, and spirit. And they, through this most miraculous way of both aerosol uh, pheromones and essential oils, and also through the roots of these trees and all trees, the networking of communication that happens in the forest that carries all time and that carries all that has happened in and around that place and offers that information to the new trees coming up through the mycorrhizal networks, the fungal networks, the bacterial networks that are in place not only in the roots of the trees and send the information from one tree to another, but also on the very leaves of the trees. On the leaves there are, that are peppered with these tiny bacteria, these tiny funguses that actually are a part of the tree. And when I think about that, I think about ourselves and the fact that we have these marvelous, friendly bacteria that help us with our digestion and help us with our healthy skin and all the rest. And not so different than that, here are these other little microorganisms that are part of a tree community. And that tree itself is part of the forest community. And we are part of that community. We belong there. We come from that place. 
here at Living Essence, we have uh, T-shirts and sweatshirts made up, and on the back of them, they say, journey back to the forest. Journey back to the forest, the place where you began, where we human beings began. And I love that sense of the journey, the adventure, the moving back into that place where we remember. We remember who who we are. We remember the spirit that moves through all things. So what I'd like to do right now, um, as this time is flying by us, is I would like to just tell you a little bit of the story of how I began um, listening to or how I felt invited into the trees. And this was probably well, many years ago, I think in the late 80s, um, my husband and I, my partner and I, woke in one morning, it was a late winter morning, and I awoke with a very clear dream. And I do dream, but there's those special dreams that we wake with in the morning that feel more like a portent or an instruction. And this really felt like an instruction. So when I awoke, what I heard was, please come into the forest. Please come and sing songs to us play flute to us, and at the time I didn't have a flute, by the way, um, and come and be among the trees and find our flowers and create flower essences from the trees here of the Northeast. Now, it had been about 10 years since I had been using flower essences myself and knew the essences of Dr. Edward Bach and also knew the essences of Flower Essence Society, but this is the first time I felt called into actually creating essences from the trees. And when I woke with that, it just felt like such a beautiful direction and a beautiful thing to do. And it also felt like, of course, that's what we should do. And a few moments later, my partner woke up. And just as he woke, I just turned to him and I said, I had this incredible dream about being in the forest. And he answered me and said, and making flower essences of the trees. And I couldn't believe it. And it was definitely a shared dream that we had. And then that summer, we were very active in going into the forest, which we were also very familiar with at the time. We lived in the woods at the time. And we had for the maybe 10 or 15 years before that. And so we basically went to the trees that we already knew and created essences from their flowers. And some of you may be shaking your heads and thinking, Do evergreens really have flowers? And yes, they do. They're different than what we think of as flowers, but they definitely have a time of flowering, a time of pollinating, a time of ripeness and fruition, and a beautiful time that I feel the concentration of knowledge and the essence of the spirit of the plant can be found in that flower. So that's what happened for us. It's been an incredible journey. And you know, I mean, here we are with the flowers. I mean, this is the sexual parts of the plant, you know, female or male or whatever. And I'm just like, wow. And occasionally I get to a tree that was very sort of like, wow, you really are pretty amazing here. And felt sort of almost a little shy about using their essences, using their flowers to make an essence. But we did. And that's been a beautiful part of our journey and part of our work together. So I'm just going to leave you sort of with that understanding of that was my first invitation. And a little later, I'll share maybe another one. Um, But I would like right now for you, I'd like to actually bring you all from wherever you're sitting, whether it's inside on this beautiful day, some places, a cloudy day, other places, a windy day, a snowy day. Or if you're actually in a warm place and you're already outside, hurrah. But what I think I'd like to do is bring us together into the woodlands, which is where I like to teach best. And for the next half hour, um, talk with you there. So I'd like for you to call up your imagination. And I'd like us to see ourselves in a warm summer day, even though it's February. And we're going to quietly right now walk into a beautiful, healthy forest, having asked permission. You're invited in. And as we're walking, we pass through stands of many different trees, small trees and tall trees. 
Right now, we're going to move through a stand of pines and balsam firs, spruces, the evergreens, kind of noting their sweet fragrance in the air. Mmm, delicious. We continue on this trail, and the trail's going to bring us to an opening. You can see the opening ahead. The light is more diffused, and yet the sunlight feels stronger. There's a kind of grove of trees there with the sunlight playing through the branches and the needles and the leaves, patterning the woodland floor with light. It's beautiful, Glen. There's a quietness here. There's a peace here. There's an invitation here. And there's a place for each of us. And there's a tree for each of us. So as you enter this woodland glen, you feel called by one of the trees here. Take a moment to wander on over to the tree that you feel called by. And take the time to connect with this tree that has called you. Find a comfortable place in the branches of this tree or by the trunk of the tree, leaning, sitting, laying, your arms wrapped around, whatever feels comfortable for you. Right now, we're going to take the time to just simply relax, lean in, and recognize that we've been invited. By the tall trees, call me. To the woods to find a gentle healing and peace of mind. Patiently they stand, gracing the land, holding earth and sky, reminding me why. Tall trees call me to the woods to find a gentle healing and peace of mind. Patiently they stand, gracing the land, holding earth and sky, reminding me why. So we've been called and we've answered that call. We've stepped into this beautiful place. And as you rest, relax, knowing you're a part of this living community, I'd like us to take the time to just instead of breathe deeply into our bodies, recognize that we're here, that we're held, that we're protected, and that all that we need in this moment is right here. As we look around, we become aware of our connection, our actual indivisibility with nature. The elements are here, the fire and the sunlight warm on our hands and our backs, warm in the air. The earth element under our feet or our bottoms where we're sitting. The air itself, sweet and fragrant, warm breezes coming through, and the water the water that's under the fabric of the forest that we're standing on, the water that rises up through the trees and out into the atmosphere, this beautiful cycle, the water cycle of life, the heartbeat of the water cycle that the trees endow, that the trees are endowed with that particular job and that function the oxygen in the air that they provide for us. This strength and resiliency. Here is our cathedral, our place of belonging, of prayer, and of remembering. So resting in the experience and and returning over and over to the seasons, to this place, 
or your own place. We come to know a place. We come to know this community, this tree. These trees are intelligent beings. They hold the knowledge of time and place, of how to live and thrive, how to help one another. They know how to adapt to changing climate. I believe they are sentient beings, that they, there's a knowing that they hold. There's an intelligence that they hold for themselves, but also for life. They have a memory. If a caterpillar browses the needles of a fir tree, the next growth that tree puts on will carry a, a resin that, that that caterpillar doesn't like to eat and so drops away. The cells of the tree, they actually sense an intruder. They can feel a caterpillar walking. And if a tree can sense that, how could the tree not sense the presence of a person who is there, who is in speaking or singing or making music, dancing, or in some way celebrating? whether with a group of people who have come to celebrate a holiday, a holy day, sitting underneath the home oaks of California or Italy under those trees, sharing a feast, sharing that same kind of picnic in the grove we're sitting in right now. There's that sense of sharing, of connection that the forest imbues us with. Other ways that the tree itself really shows how intelligent it is is that it knows so much of how to keep itself alive. It knows when to winterize itself. It actually carries that information and it passes it on to the next generation. So a tree is not just a tree. It's that community that we spoke of before. So as we're sitting, I would love if you could, though, we talked about paying attention and showing up and keeping aware and opening. And here's another sense of opening now, opening your senses as we sit and circle together here. And I'd love you to listen with your ears and your heart. You hear the wind ruffling the leaves or hear the sighing in the evergreen boughs. Maybe the birds are chattering in the treetops. Or the creek that's blowing by. The buzz of the insects doing their work. Or the settling of the stones as the roots move. Very subtle. But these are the sounds of the song of the tree. Smell the fragrance of pine or fir or spruce of the evergreen. There's a brilliant woman whose name is Diana Beretsford Kroger, and she's written many books about the trees. She's a lovely woman from Ireland who's speaking for the trees in many ways right now. And she shares about the actual fragrance of the evergreen. And the fact remain the fact is that there are what are called pinenes, P-I-N-E-N-E-S, the pinenes. And there's what are called alpha and beta pinenes. And that's in the fragrance. That's in the essential oil. That's in the air, especially on a summer day when the heat is 70 or 80 degrees. The warmer it is, the higher or the more fragrance there is and the more chemistry that's really happening. And these pinenes actually move into our bodies. So this is another way the trees actually share with us. The, um, there are fat-soluble chemicals, alpha and beta pinenes. They're airborne, and they dissolve into our bodies. And I know that where I live here in the summertime, the balsam firs sometimes are so fragrant. The sweet fragrance is almost overwhelming. But these pinene molecule chemicals, they actually latch onto our immune system. And there's a particular chemistry 
that our immune system recognizes and that receives also from this either pinenes, there's also another, there's other, uh, what would I call them, chemical messengers that come from the trees. And they give our immune system a boost. And through a lot of, um, what I would say, research has shown that if you walk for 15 minutes, one five, 15 minutes under these evergreen trees on a summer's day, it gives your immune system a 30-day full-on boost for a 15-minute walk in an evergreen forest. I think that's amazing. It's just incredible. And Diana goes on to talk about children with learning disorders who have challenges maybe with math or reading or whatever. These same pinings, not only do they support our immune system, but they also stabilize our myelin sheets of our nerves. And in that stabilizing of the myelin sheath is a stabilization in our ability to concentrate. So those of us who are elders, you know, if what we can do to help keep our brains really moving well and keep those memories sharp is to walk through a forest for 15 minutes once a month. It doesn't sound like enough for me, but for once a month, that is an incredible gift for sure. So the nervous system is also touched. These children who have learning disorders, if they spend time in the forest, especially the evergreens with these um, amazing pinings, they actually come out with a greater IQ, able to focus, able to concentrate. And the clinical studies have been done in Japan and show this to be true. So trees for our needs on so many levels. Um, Sometimes it makes me want to weep with gratitude for how much the trees really actually offer to us. Coming back to where you are in this opening, I'd like to you to take a moment and reach out and, and touch your tree. Let's use that sense of touch right now. Feel the bark on the trunk or on the branch, the smooth or scratchy leaves, the, the bristly or soft evergreen needles. Be aware of the coolness of the ground you may be sitting upon. Even on a hot summer day, most northeast woodland forests have a constant temperature from the ground to about two, two and a half feet up, which is around 50 to 55 degrees. So very cooling indeed, which we need in a warming climate. Ah, so much, so much with these senses. Um, what else? So, we looked, did we look? Yeah, we looked around, we listened, we smelled, we touched. Okay, great. So also I'd like us to just remember some of the other things that the trees have done for us. They provide the fruits and berries and nuts and seeds and even mushrooms for the local wildlife. There are many, many animals that depend upon the trees, birds and trees, birds and animals. Squirrels and chipmunks, the deer, the wild turkeys, the blue jays, and the other birds. And also the insects and the larvae that live behind the bark and in the branches. The porcupines here browse the hemlock branches and the deer nibble on tree buds and bark to survive the winter. And if we're lucky, we get out there in time to gather some things that we need for medicine or for food. Nothing like in the fall being able to find the wild apple trees that are still laden with fresh fruit, be able to pick a few and make your own applesauce out under the fresh air of a fall day, listening to the bird calls, and again, feeding and feeling that sense of connection. There's so many ways to feel that connection. One of the ways that I've taken to recently is I make what's called, um, I'm just calling it tree jewelry. I don't know what else to call it. But I will just, from my old earrings, how many of you have earrings? only one of a pair, and also other stones and gems and trinkets and natural objects. Create something and bring it to the tree. I have several trees that I have been learning from, have been apprenticing with in a way, and I bring in these offerings. Is it for me to feel like I've left a prayer? Is it for the tree? It's really for that sense of connection, feeding and nourishing that beauty, that love. 
um, I, you cannot help but be in a forest community and look around and recognize, especially we, those of us who are herbalists, you know, here is not only the shade and the coolness for a hot summer's day, quiet and the peace that the, wood, that the woods hold, but also here's the medicine that we gather, the bark and the berry, the leaf and the needle, mush and the lichen. The generosity here is astounding. And trees offer us standing medicine. We take wisely and gently and small amounts, and we leave something of gratitude. This is where song, I think, comes in or playing music. Um, for years, I um, have been using a wood, Eastern woodland flute, and every morning that is warm enough, um, I will play the flute. Uh, and at first, I thought I was playing to the trees, and then what started happening is that the coyotes started calling back or birds I'd never seen before started showing up and the trees themselves, they would sometimes move even though there wasn't a wind around. Really just beautiful, sweet, magical moments. So whether that happens or not, each morning I'll go out and play just a short tune. And I realize it's not just to the trees, but it's to creation. It's to spirit. It's to what, where these trees emerged from. And the essence and the love of spirit which is imbued in so many things. And when I feel it, when I do that in the morning, I just feel like my whole day has been gifted with just a moment of connection. Now, some of us don't live in places where we feel comfortable doing that. We can whisper a song, a prayer, just a moment circling in gratitude to the grandmothers and grandfathers in each of the directions, whatever it is that feels good to you. Because we're harvesting whether it's wild cherry bark to quiet a winter cough or hawthorn berries for our hearts, white pine needles as a tea. I feel like when we drink the tea of some of these tree medicines or tree friends, tree beloveds, it's like a communion. I feel like we're communing with the trees. And taking that inside, we take that tree-ness inside of us. So we become more of a tree. And we can leave ourselves in many different ways. What I'd like us to do finally as I close this part of our talk is to share another story with you and have us do the same thing for just a few moments. So much more I have to share with you, but this has been such a joy. So the last thing I'd like to share with you is uh, as some things happen in our lives, it happened quite by accident. And this was, again, many years ago back in Western Mass when I lived in another state forest uh, that had many, many white pines. And in our backyard, we had a stand of white pines that we watched for about 10 years grow to big, big, beautiful, tall, gorgeous pine trees. And one night we came through, it was an October night, a soft, warm October night. It was my, my husband and my son, Sean, who at the time was about nine years old. And we came through the back way into our yard, through the pines, and it was a soft night, it was a full moon night, and as we came through the trail, we really heard and felt the pine trees say, hey, here, stop, sit with us, be with us for just a moment, and so we did, and in the warmth of the evening, in the fragrance of the dry pine needles that were on the ground, we began sitting, we quieted our conversation. We heard the calls of different owls in the woods and we found ourselves lying back, become more comfortable. And what happened then was really magic. Some would say you just took a nap or fell asleep, but it was something more that happened. I felt the cells of my being merge with the cells of the tree, the tree roots, the soil, everything at the time that I didn't know about. It's kind of a kind of melting into the landscape, a melting into that place, a melting into creation. And we stayed that way, all three of us in our own experience, for a while. And then at some point, each of us rose out of that other state of being into the, the present moment of that time. And we were changed. 
we were changed all for the better. So as we close this time of our circle in the woodlands where we have been sitting against or sitting in the branches of or wrapped around the tree who called us, I'd like to offer you that as a possibility for yourself if you haven't already had that experience to allow yourself at some point the time and the place awaiting that invitation or in this case maybe asking to be invited (laughs) into that kind of experience you will be changed forever in a beautiful and wondrous way you will know the intimacy of being a tree thank you so much for listening here in this glen that we've been sitting in and before I leave you I think it's best that we take a moment to give a deep bow of gratitude to share breath with the tree that we have been sitting with and the trees all around I'd like us to take three breaths three breaths in which we are consciously thinking about the oxygen that we're receiving from the trees where we're standing or sitting or laying and the carbon dioxide that we're sharing with the trees, sharing the breath of life, sharing life, being life together. You breathe in. And as you breathe out, we breathe a prayer of gratitude. We breathe in again. And breath out again. Thank you, trees. One breath in, lasting breath. And we breathe out. And as we close, simply ask your tree, what is it that you can do for the tree? Listen deeply and honestly and fully and bravely. Thank you, dear trees. Thank you, spirit that moves through all things, the trees and ourselves as well. Quietly and with much joy, we step out of the circle and quietly walk back on the trail. And as we say goodbye, we realize we will never really say goodbye. We will say hello again and again and see you soon. I thank the source from which we came. You and I must be the same. I thank the source from which we came, ever-flowing fountain. Rivers keep on flowing. Rivers flow on endlessly. Rivers keep on flowing. Rivers flow on endlessly. And I call your name. And I call your name. And I call your name, and I call your name. Blessed it be. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. And I'm very happy now. If anybody wants to share part of their story or has a question, um, this is my first time doing this. I feel a little bit sure, but I hope it went well. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you, Kate. That was so beautiful. Thank you for inviting us so deeply into relationship and sharing your cultivated energy with the trees and really helping us step into the relationship of beloved with the trees is what I was feeling. Well, good. Good. I was um, hoping for that. Yes. Well, I definitely felt it, and I hope that all of the 
community that we have here. I'm sure that they felt it too. Um, so if you um, would like to um, share or ask Kate um, a question, if you press star 5 on your phone, I'll see your hand go up and I can unmute your line and you can speak with Kate. So I put that invitation out to everybody on the call right now. If you um, if you want to share something, please press 5 on your phone and I will unmute your line. There's always a little time lag with this. Too. Sure. Yeah, I bet there is. <laughs> Um, while we're um, waiting to see if anybody wants to um, raise their hand, if, if you wouldn't mind, um, Kate, I'd like to take a moment to invite all of the listeners to um, join with us on March 24th. We are sponsoring and helping to organize um, a global tree gratitude ceremony. Um, oh, and you... Yeah spoke about this so beautifully, and it's such an important part of relationship, isn't it, with beloved to not only receive their gifts, but to give back ours. Yes. Um, so on March 24th, we're encouraging um, people, whether it's a small, intimate um, ceremony that they want to hold with their trees or a larger community ceremony, um, that we all collectively around the globe um, come together that day within kind of that time of spring equinox and and give back and cultivate this deeper relationship with trees. And there's quite a bit of information on our webpage about this. And it's done from wherever you are. So, oh, I love um, that because the reality is that we can we can do this wherever we are. It can be very personal and right right. Okay. Um, there are hands up. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to um, call on a community member from Cambridge, Massachusetts. You'll hear your line unmuted, and then you can um, speak with Kate. Oh. Hi, Kate. My name is Annie, and I'm so grateful for this beautiful, beautiful hour. Thank you very much. It really, I knew it would make me feel refreshed. <laughs> I really <laughs> kind of need that in this um, historical moment. It's really mm. helpful to be reminded, oh, you know, of the purity of the trees. Um, I have lots of tree stories, but I'm trying to pick one. And I think okay. I'll, I'll um, pose this just as, a, well, all right, I'll 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 share something. I have a tree that um that is very old and was very venerable, but it's really been ignored and it's growing in really difficult urban con you know conditions. And um I realized that this tree badly needed some attention on all levels for me. And after it had been hit by a storm, um Okay. I went up to it and made daily offerings um, of blue vervain to the tree and also of artemisia, which grows right near that tree. And I remember putting my hand on the tree and just sending it love. And it was the most amazing thing that happened because from my heart center, this shock of energy went through my arm and out my hand into the tree. And then I thought, but that's so odd. I've never experienced anything like that. So I just love any comment that you have on that. Oh, my God. It's a beautiful, beautiful experience. And, yes, reality is, is that we have an electrical system, which we call our nervous system. And the trees have an electrical system, too. Trees don't have a brain, but every cell of the tree is aware, is conscious, um, is networking through um, their communication with bacteria and there's like a kind of a, a, a knowledge um, that's actually within, within the structure. So when you're connecting your energetic field truly with the tree's physical, actual, real energetic field, there can be that sort of um, 
connect. And it was just like, I felt like the tree, it's almost as if the tree wanted to really let you know that you really did connect it. <laughs> you really did share from your heart that really happened. And that spark, that ignition of, I, I don't know what else to call besides love, is uh, really happened. So it's a remarkable story. Can I just ask you one very quick question? Why did it go from my heart into the tree rather than the other way around, from the tree into my heart, if it was, if it was talking to me? <laughs> well, it's like, it's like um, in any kind of, well, okay, first of all, it was from your intention, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, thank so, you. I think yeah. that's part of it, yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Annie, Great. so much for listening and for sharing your story. Sure. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Um, so, Kate, we're a little over time, but we have one more caller who has patiently kept their hand sure. up. Um, okay. One more. <laughs> sure. Um, well, okay, let me, I'm uh, figuring our technology out here. Okay, so this is a caller from New Jersey. Okay. Let's see if we can get them on the line. Hello? Hi, yeah, this is me, Karen. Hi. Um, hi. Hi. Um, I wanted to thank you so much for giving this talk and sharing your experiences. Because um, today I felt very connected with the trees as I was shoveling snow here in New Jersey. And um, there was a, a stump that had been, you know, a tree had been cut a long time ago and I could still. You know, there's still little branches that grow on it, and I, you know, yeah. I felt like I needed to touch it and, you know, honor that it's still there. And, um, you know, and I was also felt like I need to thank the trees for the wood that they provide for my wood stove and branches mm-hmm. for the campfire. Yeah. And, um, and I was listening to you. Um, you know, and, and following the meditation, like I had forgotten something that um, uh, someone had recommended that I do. I actually went to World Peace and Prayer Day several years ago and um, met Chief Arbel Wolfenhorst. And yeah. um, had just a few moments with him and asked for some guidance. Because I really didn't know what was I supposed to be doing. Um, everyone else seemed to have like purpose and anything, but he, his guidance was um, every week to offer tobacco to the trees. Uh, uh, beautiful. Um, and I kept, I kept up with that for a little while, and then it just fell away. And I had totally forgotten about it until um, you know the meditation and today so just wanted to thank you for that helping me like reconnect and remind me about that and you know and I it's just something I know I need to do to to stay connected with the trees that they're always there you're so welcome and and you're right and and I think it's only human of us to sometimes forget um but it's also such a blessing to return to that. And so I think it's a beautiful thing that you're doing and to know that you're going to continue to do that. And you'll probably do it for longer this time with awareness, which is really wonderful. So the trees around you are very blessed indeed. Yeah, so thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, okay, well, Kate, do you have... Thank you. And for anybody else who's still listening, I just want people to know that I am writing a tree. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> but um, I also have just started uh, a new uh, website, uh, blog site, I guess you call it, which is called Journey Back to the Forest. And there's only mm. one... <laughs> One, one blog so far, but my intention is to get busy on that. Um, and I'll be sharing lots about the trees on that blog site if anybody wants to visit that. I would love that. So 
And changes again, Alicia. Is that on your Woodland Essences? No, we can't. Actually, unfortunately, I can't put it on my Woodland Essence page because the Woodland Essence is our business. And I can't really hook into anything I'm going to be talking about um, because I want the freedom to be able to say whatever I want. (laughs) And I can't say that, but I can't hook it up either. It's so weird. But anyway, anyway, journey back um, to the forest. Is that what it is? Journeybacktothefores.com or yes. something? Is that how people? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, um, I really want to thank everybody um, that has joined us today. Um, we Me really too. appreciate Me too. to have thank a community you. to come together with like this, albeit you know, technologically, it's still beautiful. And um, and Kate, thank you so much. This is the first time that I'm having the pleasure of hearing you speak and. Um, really um, in, in deep appreciation for um, the voices of the trees that you're bringing to us and really uh, touched my heart today. So Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for taking time out of your day to, to be here. I am so grateful. So, and so are the trees. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so thank you. You can... You can um, listen to this recording um, later. I'll get it posted up um, later today on our website. And again, that's natureevolutionaries.com. And um, you can find um, Kate at her blog and also at woodlandessences.com. And our next teleseminar is going to be March 18th with Ronnie Finlay, who's the co-founder of Fortree.org, and she's going to be uh, talking about tree ceremonies around the world, and she's going to be getting us ready for this mm, global great. gratitude ceremony for our tree relatives on March 24th. So, thank you so That's much, great. Kate, and thank you everybody yeah, okay. for joining us today. Yeah. Yeah. More wonderful things to look forward to. That's great. Thanks. Yep. Okay. Um, Bye, everyone. So thank you, everybody. Have a beautiful day.